0: Hello, everybody. This is the Business Boot Up edition of the Dreamers and Doers podcast. I'm Braden. I'm joined by my awesome co-host, Carolyn.
1: Hey, it's great to be here today. And Braden, each week we're going to come to you live from the LoveWorks campus, where you will hear interviews from our youngest and more experienced entrepreneurs who will inspire, educate, and give you an action step to help with your leadership and business.
0: The Business Boot podcast partners with Norman Chamber of Commerce, who advocates to see Norman, Oklahoma be a thriving business community. It is powered by First United Bank Norman, who's not like your typical bank, whose perp- their purpose is to inspire and empower others to spend life wisely. So, thank you to Norman Chamber of Commerce and First United Bank for helping to see our youngest entrepreneurs achieve their business dreams.
1: Well, let's get into our interview. We're going to be joined today by dreamer and doer Mustafa Aziz. Mustafa was born and raised in the coastal city of Karachi, Pakistan, and he was has a master's and PhD in mechanical engineering from the University of Oklahoma. His training has focused on robotics for STEM education and robotics in healthcare. Mustafa has been involved in various STEM education activities over the last 15 years. When he was in high school, he went through a little-known STEM education program, and that's where he had amazing mentors, and that's actually one of the of many sparks that drives him to this day. His robot Noni is a free robot simulator that teaches children logical thinking and planning skills along with a little bit of math and a little bit of art. Children learn by making a robot do different activities such as drive through mazes or paint. And the best part is the activities have been designed so that the children spend most of their time away from the computer screen. Children plan each activity with a set of action cards and an activity map, and once the plan is laid out, they can enter the instructions on the Noni Robot Simulator
0: to see the robot in action. So hello, hello, Mustafa. Thank you so much for joining us today. How are you doing today?
2: Hi, thank you very much for having me. I'm doing really well. How are you guys?
0: We are doing fantastic, and I'm really grateful for the fact that you're on this podcast, and we are the Dreamers and Doers podcast. So to kick us off, we would love to know, do you consider yourself more of a natural dreamer or a doer?
2: I want to say I'll do a little bit of both, but mostly a doer. I want to go out there and start working on things, start building things. So definitely a doer.
1: I love that. So take us back maybe a little bit um, to maybe a young Mustafa time. And um, what were maybe some of the first things that you started doing? So like, what was life like for you when you were a kid?
2: Um. So earliest thing I remember, probably... With toys is having two different airplanes that I would play with, and I didn't know to read, didn't know how to read back then. But one was made in Japan and one was made in China. I could do letters, but I couldn't really understand what was written. Um, but that's the earliest, and that's when I wanted to. That's when I fell in love with planes, and I wanted to make them or fly them, uh, just be around them in general. Um, growing up. Um, I think it goes back to living in a big house with uh, lots of family, grandparents, and um, we had to be careful about playtime. Um, so we had a lot of books to be, um, not be, to make sure we're not too loud. <laughs> so, um, I'm but.
1: pretty sure anyone that's listening to this podcast definitely relates to that <laughs> and understands well, what that feels like
2: yeah our grandpa was kind of cranky so we had to be careful of that but yeah had a lot of books uh, in two, two different languages and I uh, want to say I read I read ahead for my age just because just spending so much time with the books mm. um, but yeah our parents definitely pushed us a lot on learning learning activities learning toys, um, books, um, had my fair share of taking apart toys and seeing how they work and not being able to put them back together. I was going to ask, what's your, um,
1: like, ratio on, like, taking apart back I would apart, say more together.
2: of them got taken apart than,
1: than put <laughs> together. I love um, that. So from a young age, you kind of discovered, like, hey, I love these, like, machines. I love these planes. What kind of took you to the next step of then, like, you know, I, I love hearing, you know, your parents kind of, We're very much about the educational side of things. When did you kind of hit rubber meets the road? Like, we're going into engineering, we're doing robotics.
2: Um, I think that happened when I realized I don't want to be a professional pilot. Um, That was my dream for for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, But I talked to people, saw how the career was, saw how things worked, and how long it took. And uh, so I put that idea aside and went into engineering. So that was pr- that was in high school, uh, probably senior year, that I figured, okay, I'm not going to be flying. I'm not going to be in an airline. So I'm going to get into uh, aerospace engineering. So it was still planes, but it was engineering mm-hmm. and getting into building things.
0: That's so cool. That's super cool. So can you kind of tell us about your journey of developing your own robotics for kids and how you came up with the name and that process of how you got there?
2: Oh, yeah, it's a, it's kind of a long story. <laughs> I'll see where I can put together, uh, if I can remember all of it in order. <laughs> um, so a long time ago, I started off, uh, had an idea about making an electronics kit for kids. I just learned basics of electronics. Uh, I was really motivated by this flashlight I built a very long time ago as a kid, and I was seeing that light bulb light up. Um, That was really cool. So when I have something like that, that would really spark interest. Um, That idea, I got some parts for it and talked to somebody to developing it, and that idea died out uh, very, very quickly. Uh, Then we moved on to having something, uh, some some sort of a digital electronics kit for kids, because... The idea was there's a lot of electronic stuff out there already, but we have something about, you know, how do computers work? It's, you know, there's kind of pull out and show people the magic that's inside. Mm -hmm. So really understand it. Because once you understand something, then you stop being afraid of it. And a lot of people are just afraid to try these things out or Mm -hmm. see what's under the hood. And then that idea um, that also went collecting dust somewhere. Uh, It it didn't start, but then, yeah, it was put on pause for a while. And then uh, we had an idea, not me, but a place where I worked uh, before. They had an idea for having a robot simulator for uh, kids. And they already had robotics kits, but they want to target other people who either can't or won't be buying those uh, kits. And, um, but still they wanted some sort of a paid subscription model. And that was a side project. We didn't really go through with it, other than a few illustrations, sort of, to kind of say what it would look like, and then that died down. And then um, during COVID, um, I wasn't working there anymore. But during COVID, we kind of got in touch again about they really wanted to get their idea because everything was shut down and people could people could be doing things online. Uh, and we talked about my idea about making a really simple. Um, simple simulator didn't quite like it, and uh, they went ahead with building something a lot more cool, um, but of course a lot more heavy with its own. Uh, I want to say difficulties along the road, and I just had a little idea, and I figured, well, let me see how much it takes to put together the simulator, and uh, just give it a run, see you know what we're, what it takes to make it work, and you know what does it look like. Finally, um, I had something working. It was clunky. You had to install a bunch of software on your computer to make mm-hmm. it run, mm-hmm. and run it with some people, um, showed it to my nephew, my cousin's kid, and I realized it's um, probably not something that would be very helpful if you have to install sof- software and then be have adults involved and, and things like that. So and I had family and friends pushing me on making it simpler or easier and more accessible. I had someone from a college approach me uh, on using that as well. They were going to use that to teach robotics for a college-level course. They were willing to do the whole installation stuff and all yeah. that. Um, so that made me that made me think, and then um, with some people's help, I was able to convert it um, simplify it and then upload it to a website and now you don't have to install anything you could just go to the website and run and type in your commands and it would it would do as you said um, so that was the story of, of the simulator and the next thing um, had friends and family talk about it and ask about you know how are you going to use it how do how are people gonna do activities with it? And somebody gave me the idea to have these action cards, and um, some people talked about having the whole. Um, and I'd seen that in the past, having whole activity mats. So I was getting little bits and pieces of, you know, we could add this to it, you could add that to it, and then um, finally, I got, I got things, I got little bits of these kits made, and then finally. We had this idea of uh, having an activity book that just laid out exactly what you need to do because not everybody. You have to have some sort of a guided learning uh, thing other than just playing with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so the last step with that was that activity book, um, and I got I started getting estimates on what it would take to print some of these, and and at that time I really had to stop and think and ask myself what what are we doing this for? Or who are we doing this for? And the the answer that I got was that it's it's supposed to be for kids, parents especially, who can't get their kids expensive robotics kits, um, but definitely start with something. And, uh, you know, I've seen people buy little toys and, you know, they play with them for a few hours and put them aside. Um, If we could... Get the same price point for something that can last them a lot longer. Maybe you know, last an experience that lasts them a lifetime if they learn something. Mm. Um, that would be awesome. So that's when kind of the kit uh, part was really solidified because then I had an idea of what it should cost and what type of materials should go into it. Yeah, and um, yeah, that, that as I put together this. Kit, which is right now very expensive because uh, I just put together a few of them and decided to give them away. Um, But I've talked to companies that might be interested in making these in bulk if people are interested. And they could definitely be not quite, but close to the price of a Whopper. That was kind of the dream for this, have a robotics kit that costs the same as a Whopper. So if you can have cool. a whopper, you can play robots. I
1: love that. And thank, thank you for taking the time to kind of walk us through what that process was like. Because I feel like the thing that sticks out to me with the story is like almost like trial and error and then move forward. So it's like, you know, we're going to test this, we're going to do this, and then we're going to progress.
2: Um, definitely. It's not what it started out to be. And there are a bunch of things that started and stopped, started and stopped. So that that's definitely something that happens. I didn't really imagined it to come this way or this far.
1: And so. so you walk through these obstacles and I know you mentioned you know one of the, the sparks were the mentors that you you had when you were doing you know STEM education programs but what was like what's your what's the motivation like what really kept you going when you got to that obstacle or someone let's say criticized it right it's like I don't know like this is a lot of drivers that you have to install like what kept you going through that?
2: Um. 2 I'd say there's there's a motivation and there's probably something that was ingrained into me as a kid as well. Um, so the part motivation part is that, uh, I wanted it to get out there and reach people. So I've, I've seen a lot of people who, who couldn't, uh, couldn't get a kit, get a robotics kit or some fancy toy that they can't use, uh, for their kids. So that's, um, that was one motivating factor um, or the bigger, a smaller one, but something that I kind of ignore, but it's still with me as for a big part of me is just the, the work ethic I got from my dad and my grandpa. Um, their, their work schedule was basically 8am uh, to 8pm uh, with a lunch break. But definitely they didn't do the nine to five thing, yeah. so they worked and pushed uh, really hard, so I kind of grew up thinking, okay, yeah, you, you need to spend time doing things, you need to keep pushing on doing things. So yeah. the second part was definitely that that motivating factor. yeah
0: cool. I really love that I, I feel like I feel good like that was an amazing story getting all hear all that. so we kind of talked about like a dream that you're pursuing right now, and so what is a dream
2: that you are working on for the future right now? Um, a short-term dream that I'm working on for the future is uh, making robotics available to kids who, who have disabilities. So I, I can't cover everyone immediately, but I'm focusing on kids who, who don't have the ability to pick and play and assemble robots but who have some ability to maybe press press some buttons, mm-hmm. uh, maybe control a wheelchair. If they can do that um, but not really play with things, um, I think we can set up the simulator with a, with a special keyboard or a special set of buttons that they can use to type out the whole thing. So they don't have to use a keyboard. They can just use uh, some movements to do that. And it could probably expand it to others who maybe they can't even move their hands. Uh, but they can move other parts of their body and still be able to do that. So I'd really like to make it accessible and uh, available to more kids.
1: Very cool. I love that. So we have our primary audience who's listening, um, middle school students, some high school students as well. If you could go back in time <laughs> and maybe talk to a young Mustafa, what's a piece of advice that you would want to give uh, give to him?
2: Oh, uh, There are so many things. Um, <laughs> I would say um, the biggest advice would be, and it's it's a little cliche, but uh, there will be a lots of downs. Uh, there will be a lots of failures. Uh, just be aware they're going to be coming your way, and just keep keep on keep on going. Uh, we good. we have a saying in our in our language which. The the rough, roughly the translation or explanation is, you know, if you're if you're a rider, if you're like uh riding a horse, um, you know, you fell you fall down, um, you're gonna fall down, just just brush brush everything off of you, get on there and go riding again. So just keep on going. It's you're gonna fail, you're gonna make bad decisions, there are gonna be bad people who mess up uh things that you're trying to do that's going to happen so just it's going to be there just make sure you don't give up and keep on going
0: love it. i love that so for our our last last question uh we just know there's a lot of kids out there who want to start a business they want to get into business they want to make their own product do you have a tip of any kind for those kids like that who want to start their own business
2: um yeah not being a business person myself but i have picked up, have been learning from other people. Um, one big thing I've learned uh, is that they sh- you should value your time. And that, that can have multiple meanings. That, that can be simply that, you know, understand how much your time costs in terms of uh, making a product. So you're putting in some labor into it. So make sure you add that as a factor. Uh, That's something people forget a lot. Um, You can valuing your time can also mean that you don't have to do uh, you don't have to do everything by hand yourself. Uh, Think about paying other people to do that thing for you. That way, you could make better use of your time. Maybe you know, maybe give it to your younger brother or sister for <laughs> doing it. For it's less. true. We've um, seen a few
1: of our, of our young student businesses yeah. who've hired a younger sibling. And it's like uh, 50 cents a jar that you, <laughs> you know, whatever <laughs> yeah. that we make, you know? And, uh, uh, I think that's so, that's so and, true. And there
2: are always people, oftentimes they're parts of your product that you can have, you can pay somebody else to do it. And those people are doing it professionally or, you know, Doing it very skillfully and very quickly, mm-hmm. so it could be it could be cheaper to just uh, get that part done. You know, if you're making if you're making a widget and somebody out there paints a lot, you can just give it to them to just you know they probably have a spray paint machine and they just paint a bunch of them in one go and you know charge you a little bit for it versus you sitting there with a paintbrush trying to paint all those <laughs> makes uh, sense. together. Yeah. And the final thing would be um, think about. Um, value addition. So try to try to shoot for adding the most value to your product because the more value you add to your product, the more uh, you can get paid for it. So you know, if if you have something that I don't know, if you have a little toy that just colored a certain way versus a toy that you know lights up, makes sounds. And if you can spend about the same amount of toy time developing either toy, then maybe go for the one that that makes light and sound, and people pay more for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's so yeah, definitely value value your time. Love that. Love that. So Mr. super on.
1: practical.
2: Yeah, thank you so much for your
0: time. I know, like people listening out there, the viewers out there, they're learning. They're learning so much, and I'm so grateful we got to interview today. Uh, before we start to wrap up, where can we find more about you and your uh, Noni
2: robot? Um. You can go to the website uh, nonirobot.com. That's n-o-n-i-r-o-b-o-t robot.com, and uh, there's a page on there uh, that's a contact contact page. So you can you can send you can contact us. uh, Well, it's just me over there uh, (laughs) right now, and uh, yeah, I I can be found at the OU Health Sciences Center or uh, OU Norman where I'm I'm working with them on projects. Um so if you're around there, you could probably run into me. But yeah, definitely you can oh, contact me. I love that.
1: Please, up? This was awesome. Thank you so much. Right. Thank, Thank you. Thanks very
2: much. Thanks so, very much. For Carol, that was a pretty awesome interview. What was something that stuck
0: out to the audience? Uh, stuck out to you that the audience should know?
1: <laughs> so I would say I know we talked about this a little bit, but the trial and error side, mm-hmm. but the thing that really actually sticks out to me is how from a young age, he kind of already knew like, oh, planes, like mm-hmm. aerospace was a thing for him. But then he went and shadowed and kind of, you know, had this dream of being a pilot. Found out, hey, this is not really what I'm wanting to do, mm-hmm. but still kind of s- kept with that same passion and um, that same field. So I thought that part was really cool. Yeah. And I think it, what what requires of that and is so evident in Mustafa's story is you have to go and do something. Like, You, you, know, you, you cannot just spend your time thinking and dreaming like, oh, one day I'm going to do this. And mm-hmm. one day, like, but he actually went and did it. To then figure out, okay, this is my next step to the dream. Yeah. So I think that that really stuck
0: out to I mean, me. Kind of bouncing off that is like it's such a big thing. Like go ride the horse. Like yeah, you're, <laughs> you, it's it, sometimes you're gonna fall off. You're gonna get a little beaten, a little bit bruised, but that's part of entrepreneurship. That's part of being an adventure. That's part of being you know owning a business. Is, it's not all, always gonna be sunshine and rainbows. But if you get back on that horse, you keep on going. It's gonna work out. Yeah. And so I, I really love that about that story and seeing like there. It's so evident that like oh. There are some downfalls, but you kept on going, and I really, really love that. And so, viewers, next week, we will be back with two new business owners that will hopefully inspire, educate you, give you a powerful point of action to grow your idea or business. And also remember that we're on their new profile, so if you're here, you're already here about us, and so we're so thankful for you.
1: Yes, that's for sure. And we want to send another huge thank you to the Norman Chamber of Commerce, United Bank, and LoveWorks leadership for believing in our youngest entrepreneurs. Because remember, real leaders, they don't blend in, but they stand out. Dream big. And do your dream.
0: Bye, y'all. Hello, everybody. This is a Business Boot Up edition of the Dreamers and Doers podcast. I'm Braden, and I'm joined by my awesome co-host, Sammy Grace.
3: Alright, so hi Brayden. Each week we'll come to you live from the Loveworks campus where you will hear interviews from our younger and more experienced entrepreneurs who inspire, educate and give you an extra step to help you with your leadership and business.
0: The Business Buddha podcast partners with Norman Chamber of Commerce to advocates to see Norman, Oklahoma be a thriving business community and is powered by First United Bank Norman, who's not like your typical bank. Their purpose is to inspire and empower others to spend life wisely. So a big thank you to Norman Chamber of Commerce and First United Bank for helping to see our youngest entrepreneurs achieve their business dreams.
3: Yes, so before before we start interviewing our amazing guests we have in front of us we want to give you a quick heads up so the business Beat up edition is growing up and it's getting its very own platform so you can now listen to our episodes on our very own channel on spotify apple Podcasts, and soundcloud so just search the business Beat up podcast or check out our show notes for direct links we will still be posting on the dreamers and doers podcast until 2022 so make sure to move over there and subscribe
0: all right so let's get into our interview And today we're joined by our dreamers and doers we have sconing around and so we are super super grateful to have you guys on how are you guys doing today
4: we're good we're doing pretty good yeah yeah.
0: so we want to start off firstly in we want to learn what is sconing around
4: so sconing around is a well scone business and we uh, so far we make lemon poppy seed scones and hot chocolate and a part of our in a way, like, mission is um, we want to donate money to kids all over the world to just help them get an education. That's so. That's so great. Yeah.
0: So we are just super, super grateful to have you on. And so
4: why did you guys, why business?
0: Did you guys have this dream beforehand, or did it just come right when it came to you? Um,
5: so I know this is, like, a personal thing for me, but in fourth grade, my elementary school um, held a career day type extravaganza <laughs> and I met the Sooner Legends owner who owns like the hotel and everything and I've just been into entrepreneurship ever since
6: awesome. okay. that goes way different for me I never had the idea that I'd be actually a business that we'd be a business now like I never had the idea like <laughs> oh I guess I'll start a business in a couple years but I mean now I feel like we can really expand
4: yeah and I know when I was um when I was younger, we did watch Shark Tank, me and my family. That was a <laughs> big thing. And we'd go and we'd like interrogate them. like we'd pause the show and we'd just talk about it. And so it was super cool. But I never really had the big idea until like we started the love works with our school. Yeah.
0: That's super
3: great. Yeah.
4: Yeah. So you guys were all
3: obviously placed together um because you wanted to work on a culinary type business. So How easy or even hard was it to come up with the products um, and agree on a product? So, I mean, I feel like it wasn't that hard
6: for me. Mm -hmm. Because we Mm. all had the first idea, which was culinary. So we all wanted to make food or whatever. And so I think our first thought was what our donations would be to. Mm Um, But our first thoughts were, like, for libraries, for kids, with books. But then um, earlier, uh, whenever we started LoveWorks, um, later it turned into, wow, we want to, like, actually help people around the world with education. Mm
4: -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. so we sort of went up and down. and It it was cool, though, because we're, like— I feel that we're a good group because we have a, not, a lot of dynamics and we just work together. Well. So
0: I'm going to go a little bit off script, but you guys seem like you have a pretty good like teamwork flow going on. What would yeah. be like an advice for those who might not have that good of a flow that you would want to give to them?
4: Oh, oh. listen. <laughs> L- listen to others. Like <laughs> That's one of the biggest important things. You need to make sure you listen to others' opinions. And just sort of if you have like this really sharp opinion— hold back a little bit, let other people talk, and then share. I have like, some
0: wisdom right there. Yeah.
4: yeah. Even yeah. we have, like, very much dif- disagreements. Sometimes
6: yeah, yes.
3: it gets pretty bad. But, <laughs> but
0: it's all good. Y'all don't show it right now, so it's
3: good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you guys look like you guys could be sisters. Like, obviously, <laughs> I mean. So today we are hoping that our younger entrepreneurs can learn from the work and the teamwork that you obviously have. So... What is some of the work involved in starting a business, and what were some of your early challenges, and how did you overcome them?
6: Um, I think one of our earliest challenges was whenever we were doing budget. And that mm-hmm. was so bad. Um, <laughs> our first like whenever we had all of the prices and everything, how much it would cost to see how much we would need. It turned out to be fifty four dollars and I think thirty nine cents. Um, yeah, I don't know. but then whenever um, Hen and I uh went during Thanksgiving break. Adam was in Colorado. Um we went to Walmart, bought everything that we needed, and we were under budget by two dollars.
4: So it was pretty cool, yeah. And a lot uh, I wanna add on so in the beginning I'm the CFO and at first the budget was like 80-something dollars, and um we're like, okay, we need to get that down. So slowly, we just sort of, like, did all the mm-hmm. different things, and we went down, 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 and we got it to $50, and then—so it was, like, a super big mile, so we're like, yeah! So yeah, you guys <laughs> just kept a positive attitude. We're like, you yeah. know, we're going to do this. Right. You guys yeah. did it.
0: So we know, like, being in business, a big part of that is pitching. And mm-hmm. so, you know, you, you guys have kind of gotten your pitches ready. You guys have been working on pitches, and so— can you tell you tell us about the experience tell us about the experience of getting a pitch ready and actually pitching in front of people? Um, I
5: would say that our experience of getting the pitch ready was it was a couple nights before the pitch. We had a few <laughs> ideas. <laughs> we went to Hannah's house and we were like making our scones for the pitch, and then we were we just started coming up with a pitch and a story that went along with our business, which we did put together. Yeah. And yeah.
3: Yeah, so did you guys have any, like, challenges when either putting together um, this pitch or even just delivering this pitch? Did you have
4: any challenges that you were like, oh, no, what are we going to (laughs) do? Well, uh, well, I was sick the day that it happened, so we were, like, panicking on that. But then I ended up joining online, so they just— Hold, held the phone and like <laughs> oh, that's awesome
0: yeah. that's some like improvision right yeah, now like, oh, sure. it's, it's gonna work we don't know how it's gonna work but we're gonna make it <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs>
3: so a question a little bit about your business so what is your next big dream for sconing around
6: um probably to expand on our flavors of scones because right now like hannah said we have lemon poppy seed um and we just have like a regular hot chocolate but um, I know we wanted to expand to, like, blueberry, chocolate scones, And basically, Hannah wanted to do, like, a caramel kind of hot chocolate. Yeah, Ooh. that was one thing that we looked into. Sign me up. <laughs> Let me know.
0: <laughs> that sounds so good. I know, like I'm getting hungry right now. Exactly. It's, uh, it's
6: cold outside, too. <laughs>
0: like. So, for our last question we have is, we have our viewers out there maybe who want to start a business one day. What would be y'all's biggest tip for those kids out there? Or maybe even adults who want to start a business.
4: Well, one thing, though, is first you need to have, like, a good— I mean, you need to have an idea, and then always keep thinking of it, trying to improvise with it, and then eventually just try— Don't be like, oh, I have a great idea. Yeah, well, no, that, I'm not, that's not my thing. Like, you got to try and, you know, keep going and build open, up. Yeah. Wow. yeah.
6: One thing I recommend is just be who you want to be and achieve what you want to, because I know, like, before, I was like, I don't know if I should do this or not, but then if I actually—like, when I tried doing it, it, like, really worked. And with us, I was like, will this be kind of successful? And then we tried doing it, and it became good. And I want to add on
5: to what Hannah was saying about, like, if you have an idea, go for it. Because when we had our idea, if we were, like, struggling on the name, like, a lot. <laughs> until one day, I was just thinking about it, and it just popped in my head. And because I we just didn't give up on it, and we just—
0: kept working that yeah. is so so good so sconing around y'all thank you so much for being on the podcast and i know that once you guys do get your social medias, we've talked about it before we're going to link that down where they oh, yeah. Can yeah. find you and so y'all thank you again so so much thank you for having awesome. us thank you of course so sammy that was a pretty awesome interview wasn't it what was something that really stuck out to you
3: i mean honestly i think it was just an absolute great <laughs> interview overall but i love how they all were just talking about just like teamwork and not even just just teamwork But just the fact that they all had challenges and the fact that they, they didn't stop and they just, they just kept going and they didn't take a second thought to be like, is this really what I want to do? You know what I mean? They really just yeah. stuck with it. And that is just so awesome. What about you?
0: Kind of adding on to that, I can tell that y'all have like a very like optimistic look on mm-hmm. when it comes to this business. And so I feel like sometimes like it is hard to have that outlook on life and more like specifically like your business. But I love that just joy that comes with this company and that you guys are truly passionate about it. And that's a huge thing. Like if you're starting a business or if you just, you want to like go through life a little bit happier Find passion in what you're doing, and I, I love that so much. And so next week, viewers, we'll be back with two new business owners that will hopefully inspire, educate you, and give you a powerful point of action to grow your idea or business. Also remember to find us on our new profile. Like, we're moving over real soon. So find us at the Business Boot Up podcast on Spotify, Apple, and SoundCloud. We want to send a huge, huge thank you to the Norm Chamber of Commerce, First United Bank, and Loveworks Leadership for believing in our younger entrepreneurs.
3: And remember, real leaders, they don't blend in. They stick out. Dream big. And do your dreams.
0: Bye, y'all.